0: And one morning I'm praying and I really felt, I was just chronologically reading through the Bible and I read the scripture and I said, be careful how you build. And I said, and as I read the scripture, I really felt God say, read the scripture again. And I read it again and again and again. And I said to God, so what does it mean? And he said to me, you must make sure that she knows where you are at in the relationship. And she doesn't just run on assumptions. That's what Linda said. If this guy invites you for coffee, And you're just a friend he is in zone one but emotionally you are in zone two even going towards zone three and that's why i'm saying to you in the zone transition if you go from friendship to dating men you have to communicate that you can't just assume she's psychic all right assume that she gets it she can't read your emotions you used to play rugby man You hide your emotions professionally. (laughs) That's what you do. So, leadership transition, men really, the greatest, and, and again, I'm saying this, it was really something that I felt God say to me, is you tell Linda how you feel. And I can remember, we went out and I said to her, for me, this is more than friendship. I want to date you. Are you in the same space? And she said yes. Okay, I'm going to you, you don't my kid now. Okay, she said yes. For dating. And you know what, what the beautiful thing of that was? It just took the pressure off. Because now I could text her. And I did text her one evening. You must be very hot. Because I just saw you in my coffee. Alright? Okay. I honestly did that. I thought that was flippin' shop. <laughs> I thought this was like cutting edge relationship stuff. And and that there, the the flowers became easy because now I buy her flowers because I'm dating her. Self-raising Mike. Self-raising flowers. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Lua. <laughs> but and listen to Lua Mendes. Okay, just ignore him. But <laughs> but uh, friends, it. The zone transitions, I truly believe it's man's place to put his heart on the line. I truly believe God says the woman is the weaker vessel, and it doesn't mean it in, in, a, in, a, in a bad, negative, um, patronizing way. But I truly believe men, you need to be able to communicate where you are emotionally. Ladies, it's reasonable for you to expect that. Because if you allow him never to communicate emotionally, don't think it's going to change when you put a ring on his finger. Alright? So I want to say to you, men, man up. It is really difficult because in that moment you really put your heart on the table and you put your heart there and with the understanding that it can be rejected. But then you must just get over it. Because you can. God is faithful. And it hurts like no one's business. But at least you haven't stepped over any lines. That the emotional soul tie is so strong that it will destroy you it might disappoint you but it or she might actually says what linda said yes i'm at the same place and we started dating and i tell you it was such the dating zone so zone transitions men when you transition from zone one to two talk ladies linda's going to tell you now what you do if a man doesn't talk okay you must get to a place where after about a little bit of time. Tell about that. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, but before I do that, you know the, the thing is, like I was saying, you might think he means it means more to him. Okay? And we can't put a time on it. Okay. I can't tell you after three weeks, after three months, after whatever. But you will know when you are getting to a place where you feel, I don't know where this is going. I need clarity. Ladies, that is not after one week. Okay? We had a friend, she went on their first date. He dropped her off at home, and she looked at him and she said, what are your intentions? The poor guy. His intentions was, I'd like to take you to dinner and find out if I like you. But now that you have asked that question, I'm going to run for the hills because clearly the pressure was so enormous and he ran. Okay. But don't do what I did. There was a guy in university. We did everything together. He even once took me to a lovely restaurant on Valentine's evening. But he never held my hand or tried to kiss me, or so there was none of the noticeable, we're moving to another level. To my utmost embarrassment, I can tell you that after three years, I decided, okay, Katie, this is going nowhere. That is, that's just stupid, okay? But everyone was like, no, but he must like you. Why would he spend so much time with you? If only I had had the courage after four months or six months to say to him, what is this? Because I was spending all my time with him, I had no opportunity to even meet anyone else because everyone that looked at us assumed we were in a relationship, because we did everything together. Okay? So, I'm not going to give you a time frame, but I'm saying don't ask that question in less than three months. Okay? But if after three months you're starting to feel, I'm confused, I don't know what he's thinking, I do believe you can ask the question. Keep it, not light, but just say, you know what, we've been spending a lot of time together and I just don't know if we're on the
0: same page. Okay. Cool, zone two. Dating. I think under the dating zone, convictions is absolutely critical. Uh, Friends, and in today's day and age, with Hollywood, being Hollywood, and... All the pressure that culture puts on you and, you know, just coming back from Mozambique and having a long chat to Wesley about what's happening in Mozambique, what is culturally acceptable. You need to consider whether your culture exceeds the authority of the Word of God or vice versa, or the other way around. And I want to say to you that the Bible is the Bible. It was written yesterday, today, and forever to be the same, the authoritative Word God and I promise you it works mind of the maker manual the, the word manual means mind of the maker if you honor God with your relationships God will honor you in your relationship it's beautiful what God does What God can do in a second the world cannot give you in 10 years convictions is critical what I mean with convictions is every one of us have different levels of convictions I'm just going to take physical. There's physical convictions. There's emotional convictions. There's spiritual convictions. Spiritual convictions is as important. Physical convictions, that I'm going to share about Linda and me, is very early in our relationship. We made a commitment to one another. My physical conviction was my family, ons is groenewald, ons amal, ons That's it. That's the way we roll. We just kiss. Everything and everyone. Okay, Skullpire uh, and no, Clipper and, and. I'm kidding. But we, we just, we really, you know, I'm, in my family, I, I grew up in a family where you get hugs then, all, all the time. And then you go, and And you and I give you a soon and you I still kiss my brothers hello. Still, I'm 47 years old. And it's, it's not it's not a big deal for me I get, it's not now. So, yeah. but you know what friends that's just that's that's my family linda and i started dating now my physical boundaries i, I, I can't wait to kiss this babe and here i go in my best hitch move i don't know if you've seen hitch no. albert breneman my 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 hero and you know, and, and, and she just gives me the bat. No, no. no she didn't do that. No, no. But very gracefully, very gracefully. But, <laughs> but the point is that Linda then shared with me her physical convictions is here. Mine's here. And you know what honor is? You know what honoring God is? Is that you meet one another at the highest conviction. You don't meet one another in the middle. Otherwise you build, listen, this is critical. You build a foundation of compromise. That you can never break down how do you know if you don't force the lady you want to marry if you say okay fine let's meet one another in the middle you are asking her to be to compromise on her values and you compromise on yours and how do you know when you get married he's not going to continue asking you to compromise on your values you always meet at the highest value I don't care what it is physically Spiritually, what's the highest level, friends? And again, this is a, a, do the one-to-one, get into a connect group, walk with people, get whole. Yeah, all right, and then you can say the whole shebang. All
1: right, you know what? I just I, I always feel like we need to just qualify here. Um, we never expect anyone to have the conviction we had. All right. But I shared with you earlier, I started dating when I was too young. Because of my physical past, I did not want to get myself into a situation again where I had to feel guilty about anything. I was so tired of being a Christian and having to, in relationships, feel guilty before God all the time. So for me, I had made a decision that I wasn't going to kiss anyone until I said I do okay, it all sounded really cool at that time, all right, but we really did, we, we made that commitment, and um, we, the first kiss we shared was at our wedding day when we said I do, and um, the funny part of that is that because Mike's whole family kisses everyone, I had literally kissed every man in Mike's family before him, <laughs> I can remember the first day I met his brother, his brother just, because it's just what they do. He kissed me goodbye, and I could see Mike's face going like, I can't But folks, what it meant was that there wasn't one moment in our relationship that we felt guilty about anything. And if, we, if our relationship hadn't gone the course, we wouldn't have had anything to feel guilty about. We wouldn't have had any scars. Because of a physical relationship that went too far. Um, I'll share that with the other. But then, you know, zone three. So we're talking about the dating. The dating is the fun part. The dating is the romance part. Folks, if you go into a relationship that does end up in marriage, you never get that time again. Don't wish it away. Don't try and rush to the next step. Enjoy that dating time, where he's doing picnics and stuff. Now I have to beg Mike to go on a picnic. But then he used to pack the baskets and take me on picnics. Now he doesn't like picnics so much. Okay, never liked it, never liked it but he used to do it. Okay, because he, he had to win my heart. <laughs> I'm but um, yeah, it's true. He had, to, he had to make the effort, but enjoy it. It's the fun part. All right. And then the transition from zone two, which is the dating. We call it preparation for marriage. Now, a lot of people believe that preparation for marriage happens after you get engaged. Folks, there's an aspect of engagement. If we look publicly, when a couple got engaged, the betrothal was like a marriage. They had already made a commitment to each other. So we recommend that couples do preparing for marriage, doing whatever their church offers with regards to that. The first couple of chapters to find out what are the deal breakers before you ask the lady to marry you. When we were in London, Wolfie was quite strict about this He didn't um, lay it out there as a rule but he said he would not announce an engagement in church if the couple hadn't finished the first six chapters of preparing for marriage because he was like I cannot condone something or celebrate something until I know they've worked through some of the difficult questions because often in the dating and that next step before you actually ask the person to marry you you're still so scared this relationship's going to bomb out so cool now we argue about something okay, okay let's not talk about that not, this is a sensitive topic we're not we're not going to talk about it okay I even had someone say to me the other day that um, they had a bit of an, an issue about he's in one church and she's in another church and it's which church do we go to And she said to me, you know what? We're not going to talk about it now. We'll sort it out when we're married. I was like, heck no. It could be a contentious point for the rest of your marriage. You sort that out before the time. You have the conversations about where are we going to spend Christmas? It sounds like such a small thing, but I promise you, when there's an expectation that, oh, we're going to spend Christmas with my family every year, obviously. If you're going like, um, no, what about my family? Well, in my case, my family has the beach house. So obviously we're spending Christmas <laughs> at the beach, right? <laughs> but luckily his parents then just came to the beach as well. But that was never, but there are things that you have to talk about. And there are some things, you're yeah, before, and there are some things that you wouldn't even think about talking about unless you were going through the book list. Finances. Are you going to have a joint account? No. I don't want him to know what I'm doing with my money. It's my money. Okay? One of our, it it sounds really silly, but one of the biggest contentious points we had at the beginning was Mike wanted our kids to be homeschooled. I was like, I'm not doing that. I have a career that I'm pursuing. I have a dream. And he was like, well, I want my kids to be homeschooled. So I said, well, then you give up your career for the next 18 years. <laughs> and it took us a little bit of time for Mike realized he was wrong. And, um, <laughs> but we worked through it, all right? We had a conversation that he could understand where I was coming from, and I was understanding where he was coming from. But we would never have thought of discussing something like that if it hadn't popped up in this book that we were doing. Alright? And it's only after we did that, after we started looking at do the things line up? And again, that's where we look at the three R's and that's the reality part. Do your realities line up? Okay, do you are you going in the same direction? Like Mike was saying, Alaska and Laughville. Okay? Can you bridge that? Can you compromise that? She doesn't want to have children, you want six. Can you figure that out before you're married? Because you're not going to figure it out once you're married. Alright, so that is, and for those of you that are in Every Nation, we do have a booklet that we work through, which is preparing for marriage. Alright, so when you get to that point before you put the ring on and you bow the knee, come and speak to one of us, okay, that we can work through that
0: book business here. you. right, I just want to take you back to zone two quickly. Um, How far is too far, physically? What's your convictions on that? You need to make a very clear decision on that. And you need to be able to, in your own mind, for yourself, Be able to say this is my conviction. Very difficult to defend a conviction. We often share the testimony of my first kiss, the first time my lips touched hers, was after I had this ring on my finger. I said I do. I committed to her. Must you do the same? No. But you better have convictions. You better have convictions. You don't want to live a life without convictions, friend. You don't know what you stand for. You'll fall for anything. Right, so how far do you fall physically? Where do we draw the line? We'll, we'll tell you next week. Yeah, then you okay? okay. Oh, that's like a teaser. But uh, but I want to share. I, I want to say to you next week we're going to talk about sex, friends. It's absolutely crucial because people get this wrong so quickly. They think Zone Two is a license to not kill. Okay, to love. Because I think it's love. You remember what I said last, last, yesterday week, week, okay? Yesterday week I said (laughs) that love makes the words less. Lust says, if you love me, you will. Dot, dot, dot. Love says, I do. Before I. Love is, I do. Not, will you. Love makes Deposits, not withdrawals. Friends, it's crucial we get this right. It's crucial you can, you have a very clear standard on your uh, on your physical boundaries. It's clear that you have a very clear standard on your spiritual boundaries. Friends, and this is not to bring anyone down or to put anyone under cond- condemnation or to say we are better than anyone else. It's really just important. If Someone does not agree with your your spiritual boundaries. If, if you believe baptism is important, if you believe baptism is of the Lord, and you can do the one-to-one, get what the Scripture says, not what I say, what the Scripture says, what the Bible says. When Jesus was baptized, He said to John the Baptist, let it be done according to the Scriptures, John. It's the safest thing you can do with your life. Let it be done to you according to the Scriptures and see what God does. All right. Now... Um, then zone three is you don't get engaged if you want the person to change into Mr. Perfect or Mr. Slightly Better. You get engaged to the person even if he or she doesn't change at all. You don't get changed you don't get engaged with the potential ninja. Okay. Alright. So the potential Mr. CrossFit. If it's me it's not gonna happen. Okay? Um, If they stay exactly the same, can you love them for the rest of your life? Friends, what Linda said about preparing for marriage, I cannot encourage you enough to prepare, to go through, to allow Uncle George and Tanya Mariette, hit up our pastoral pillar in the church, the best people that you can get to to for, for, for relationship advice. All right, But it's the best thing you can do before you ask the question. Because you are too in love and too emotionally involved to ask the deal breaking questions. You really are. You are in love, emotions, intelligence. You don't know which one is where. Four moments work. Oh, <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm gonna help you. Alright? End zone four. Zone four is engagement. Understand the pressures of today. Understand that when you engage, it's not a license to have sex. In fact, that is a time where you truly, with all your heart, with all your might, you guard your heart above all other things. Friends, the world is selling you that you need to find out if you're sexually compatible with your future partner. I can give you a book that will make you blush very quickly. And they did a study on compatibility, and they say it's an absolute hoax. It's a phrase the world used to put pressure on people to get into sexual activity quicker. You are compatible, I promise you. God made you. And he knew what he was doing. The other thing about engagement is engagement shouldn't be too long. I've heard of couples that was engaged, and because of COVID and because of lockdown and all this rigmarole around that, that was engaged for longer than two years. The pressure that that put on those two poor people. The Bible talks about that. I, I can't. I don't have the scripture and verse reference, but the Bible says, "Rather get married than burn in lust." That you can't wait for that moment to, to get married, and that you can just get physically closer to that person and consummate the marriage because sex is consummation. Sex is not compatibility and fun. Sex always consummates. It's complete. The word consummate is complete covenant. It doesn't start covenant. Alright, so um, I'm 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 not a, I'm not a big fan of long engagements. When when Lynn and I got engaged it was quick. We were as quick as possible, because I, you know, we had a very, very clear physical boundary drawn in our relationship. Like physically, we were very clear. I lived in Dublin and she lived in South Africa. I couldn't get to her. Okay. So, um, but but the thing is, here yeah, is I, I'm not a, I'm not a big encourager of very long engagements. All right, that's engagement. So. Get engaged if you know this is the woman. Just if you if you have the counsel, if you have the three R's in place, if you've done the preparing for marriage, if, if if everything is resonating, why wait? Start small and build a life together. Listen, and again, you need to you need to discern between what culture teaches you and what is really gonna be a blessing. All right. We got married, our combined wealth was, I had a Trek bike that I used to use, <laughs> and we had a laptop, two, 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 laptops. two laptops. Yeah, we were like, we were, we were cruising, man. <laughs> a bike and two laptops.
1: And one job and jobless.
0: And one job and jobless. Okay. And studied it. Jeez, man. <laughs> what a gift you got in me. All right. <laughs> so... Guys, we, we, we took you through the, the, the zones of relationship. We, there's no rules to it. These are principles that will help you. But I want to say to you, listen to me. I'm old. You can listen to me. I'm mostly double most of your old age, okay? Don't run in friction. Don't run through the season of dating. It's such fun to be had. It is so light. It's so easy. There's so there's so much joy and friendship and just man, we are on our way. We are on our way to God's Whip. Let's go walk to the garden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ask me this now, I'm not going to be crazy about you, but I'll go <laughs> because I like you. All right. So don't run through zone one. Don't run through zone two. Don't be in a rush in zone three. Allow people, allow your good friends that's been there to ask you have you spoken about kids and homeschooling? <laughs> have you spoken about bank accounts, combined or separate? Is, this, is it my it? or your Le- Listen, let me just break that bubble. It's your money together because the two shall become one and they will be one flesh. So if he spends it, you won't have it, ladies. Men... If you spend it and she doesn't know about it, you're in trouble. There's another bug. They're just attacking me. All these female all bugs. <laughs> 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 right. The rugged handsomeness. Okay. Then the then the three r's Okay. I'm just gonna believe for for the. i gonna summarise. Yeah. Okay. You go. Um, Mike's
1: gonna do the the three r's but I just. I just need to to say some things about just the relationship and where you're at and having to go through those those three R's, okay? So for us, once we started doing the preparing for marriage and, and things like that, I had a moment where, you know what, he was not always Mr. Perfect. There were some issues, and I had to ask myself the question this the man that God wants me to marry? And I can remember sitting on my bed one day and he had made me so mad. I can't even remember what he did, but I was like this is it. No more. Um, this is over. And, um, but I'm sitting on my bed and I'm praying, God is this the man I have to marry? Please give me an answer. Lord write it on the wall. you know." And, um, and I just felt God saying to me do you want to marry him? And at that moment, I just couldn't imagine my future without him. It was just a momentary realization that even though the flaws were there, even though he wasn't Mr. Perfect, I couldn't imagine not having him in my life. And it was as if God said that simple, you want to marry him? And my answer was yes and yes and yes. And folks, I really believe that sometimes with the revelation part of things, we hear people saying, God told me this is my wife or this is my husband. There's an aspect of that that doesn't give you a choice and it takes some part of the responsibility away. Because if it then doesn't work, you can say, but God, you told me.
0: What is this? Is it a big button? I
1: want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we have the people standing? Oh, so why are running away. <laughs> <laughs> In the one moment, we slow. Bye no bye. <laughs> All right. Okay. What did I say? Sorry, I lost. Big I lost bug. my. Big bug. no, big bite, big bite. No. Sorry, but that really was just that moment, and I knew that if I then say yes to mine, I share responsibility. In this relationship, then it's mine. I chose it, and it's my responsibility as well. Okay, I can't just go, God, you said I must. Like, God, you asked me, do I want to marry him? But because, oh, is all right but it's, it's got to do with those it's got to do with the three r's all right by then the romance was settled we knew our realities were lined up we were both in ministry even though i was living in london And Mike was living in Dublin. What God had called me to do was not based on where I am. Whereas God had called Mike to be part of a church plant in Dublin. Okay, so for me to move to Dublin wasn't this big like oh you know my whole my calling is based on that. But for Mike to have moved to London, I think he would have been giving up part of what God had called him to in Dublin. So our realities were lining up. Romance was there. And for me, the revelation was that moment that I had with God. I didn't have a scripture. I didn't have writing on the wall. But I had a moment with God where I had peace that this is what God has for me. And folks, I had my counsel. All right? There wasn't a single person in my counsel that said red lights. They said, you know what, there's something here, I'm not sure. All I got from them from the moment Mike made that first phone call, the moment I put the phone down, I phoned my friend Liz, Liz, Mike invited me for coffee. And Liz and I were like, ah. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Let this, okay, calm down, Linda. It's just coffee. <laughs> but we had our moment, okay? But from then, my counsel was part of it. They... they um, they encouraged, but they also did the premarital with us. They were in that latter part of the relationship with us. Right. So that is how the three R's work for
0: me personally. Right. Um, I think what Linda said about relationships is we have, we still have about literally ten minutes left, but, and and this is crucial. Is I asked Linda to marry me ladies imagine the man that that is dating you comes to you and he says will you marry me because god told me that i must marry you How are you going to feel like do do you love me have you made a decision too many people blame god for everything god gave you the ability to make your own decisions Which brings me to the next question. Is there only one person for you in this world? Who believes that there's only one person, that you are destined for the the one person? Come on now. Are there any people that really believe there's only one? After you're married, you know there's only one. But if that philosophy works and she misses it, Imagine the domino effect that that's going to cause. Because the person she's going to get married to, she messes up someone else's relationship. And it's just a domino effect that runs around the world. And all of a sudden you have angry Eskimos. Okay, it's just dominoes. It just keeps tumbling, alright? So, there's not only one right person. And God, you know what? I had my full conviction that God's grace was upon my decision. And I asked Linda to marry her. I asked her to marry me. How do I ask, okay? And she said yes to me. So if we have stuff, I cannot get on my knees and say, God, this woman whom you have given me, does it sound familiar? This woman said I must eat the fruit.
1: Adam was the last okay. man who didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah, but But Adam said, who was he blaming? He wasn't even blaming his wife. He says, "This woman that you gave me." So you are the guilty one. Why did you do this, God? When when we have stuff in our relationship, I chose. So I take responsibility. That's why David. No, wait, like don't stop. Like shh. shh. Okay. All right. I still can't get authority in my house, but the. That's why David said in Psalm 51, God against you and you alone have I sinned, because David understood responsibility, he understood decisions, he understood that every decision you make you are accountable before God because you made the decision. God did not force me to marry Linda, I did it very willingly and he blessed it. He blessed this relationship. friends the quickest thing that will put you in a very difficult position with God is when you start blaming God for your decisions. Relationships is your decision. However far you want to go, physically, is your decision. God gives us the grace and the beautiful privilege of having free will, but we do not choose the consequences of our free will. You don't have free will on that. You don't have free will on that. That is written. That is written. Because God says, I put before you life and death. Choose life. You already defined it. Friends, relationships, you can know it's the right one. If you are willing to take the three R's and really wrestle with them and really think and really see them. If you're willing to take the zones and not use zone 3 rules in zone 1, that's what breaks up the most relationships in the world, is because you mess up expectations. I've got zone 3 expectations, but we are in zone 1. Why is this not working? Why don't you call me love? Because you you're not. Right? Friends, those, these things will really help you and will bless you. It really helped us. It really blessed us. And we wish, really, for every single one of you, that you will experience the, the, the greatest and the most beautiful gift that God can give you in this relationship. And all of us that's married can attest to the fact that God is faithful. So don't fall in your, don't fall in your cell by date. That is vain. You are wine. You are valuable. Don't think that if you are beyond a certain time in your life and you're not married with kids, that you must now put yourself on special. You keep on pressing into God. You keep on being whole alone and you see what the Lord does. You see what the Lord does. We've got testimonies. I've got testimonies by at least five or six that I can share with you that will bless you deep. All right. So we really hope this helps you. We have put these little papers here for you to write questions down. You guys are very reluctant. You're not a lack of crowd (laughs) as far as that's concerned. So you guys are really welcome. We want to be honest and we want to be straight. And we want to answer the questions that people ask. So if you want to, you can write down a question now and you can pop it into that Q&A box. We will get them together this week. And we're going to have, next week, part of our presentation is we're going to have a panel here of people that really, they've been through it. And we're going to take the top three questions and answer them. And if there's enough time, we'll then take the, the questions that follow. Friends, I really hope this helps. And, and we, we, we pray God's grace over you. Is it kind of a kind of, Right. Okay. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. You're a gracious God. You are such a good God, Father, and that's what a privilege of us to for us to be able to say, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name." What a privilege, Father, for every single person, Father, these young people in front of us, Father. I pray for such grace upon their relationships, Lord, Father. Your Word says, Father, it is not good that man should be alone, and you gave him Eve, Lord. You gave them a purpose. You gave them a destiny. Your word says that he who finds a wife finds what is good. And he obtains favor from the Lord. Lord, us who are married can attest to the fact that we've obtained favor from Lord, Lord, we pray for the single people here. We pray for grace. We pray for patience. We pray for the ability to say no when they should say no. We pray for the ability, Father God, to say yes to a coffee and yes to a time to hang out when they have to, Lord. And that all the pressures of this culture will not dictate relationships. Father, we love you and we just commit these young people to you. And we pray, Father, that we will have testimony upon testimony of how you work in people's lives and how you cause the joy of a healthy, godly relationship to manifest amongst them. We bless you, Lord God. We thank you. Amen. Amen, amen.
1: I just want to say one more thing that's quite fitting considering tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Wolfie always used to say to us on Valentine's Day it was like you don't give out Valentine's cards you have one Valentine. Alright? So you don't give out multiple cards that is not how we do relationships. Okay?
0: <coughs> yeah, you're not allowed cards. to do that. Okay. And you know what? a uh, uh, you know what's a cool Christian chatter line? You stand next to a and say, Hey, nice Bible. <laughs> Can I pay your tithes for you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, honestly, honestly. All right. Listen guys, have an awesome evening. Some of the guys if you won't mind just helping us, just an illustrate mana. Pull it to pass to look at and just take it to the back that really appreciates. Awesome.